Good morning, and soon to be Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all of you. And that's what we'll focus on in this show. And coming up, ways to keep your pets safe from the Pet Poison Helpline. He is the Chief Veterinary Officer at DVM 360, Dr. Adam Chrisman. By the way, I want to say to you and to your family, four-legged family and otherwise, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ho, 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 Steve. How are you? <laughs> You're the type that might have done. Have you ever played Santa Claus? You know, I did. So my hospital, full, when I was practicing full time, I was I was Santa every year. So, yes, it was right up my alley. That actually so. does not surprise me. But we want pets to be safe over the holidays. And you yep. know, the first thing that comes to my mind, I if if I could lobby Springfield, Illinois, because we're on WGN Radio in Chicago. This is what I would do. I would say, you must outlaw tinsel. Why am I saying that? Yes, because you're being a Grinch. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) True enough. (laughs) I mean, you and I and and our pet parents out there should know that that's such a linear foreign body waiting to happen for cats. They love tinsel, unfortunately, and what that could do, that could really dislodge their GI tract. If you think of their, their GI tract like an accordion, and when they get into things like tinsel or dental floss or even like they used to have, I had a client that was hanging popcorn off of a cord on her Christmas tree, all of that can cause significant form body obstruction. The only way to really get it out is through surgery, and it's, it's not cheap. And, you know, they do recover from it, but it's nothing that it's something you can easily avoid if you don't have it in the house. You know, what I learned a couple of years ago is that some Christmas tree, we're talking real trees at the moment, some of those needles are more pliable, and some of them really stick in dog or cat's paw pads. So vacuuming up those things is a good idea to prevent that Christmas tree needle. I don't know that you see a lot of this in ERs, but even if the pet parent can pull it out himself or herself, it's really annoying to have in your paw pad, I assume, a Christmas tree needle. Oh, yes, it is. I actually, you said that actually, as you're saying, I was like, oh my gosh, I remember this cat that I saw. The mom had the litter box near uh, the tree. And so the cat was presented for inappropriate elimination. And there were two things that I noticed. One is there were these puncture wounds that were on the pads. And we thought it was something else because they were puffy, the pads, but they were swollen from this cat that was stepping on the needles. And the litter box, she sent me a picture. I go, look at all the needles in there. You know, because it's falling off from the tree. I said, I wouldn't want to go in there. Aha. Uh-huh. No. No, I wouldn't either. And we want the trees to remain vertical. We don't want them falling on the animals. We don't want them falling, period. And if they right. do fall, those antique glass ornaments from great-great-great-grandma, you don't want to put them on the tree or anywhere near the tree if pets are around. Can you talk about that? Yeah. I mean, listen, their tail can just come by, and or even their paws, they can swat away at those things. And break glass it can go right into the paws even just the tiny 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 little pieces can be so annoying in there think about like having that worst little splinter that could be on your finger picture that what that feels like for a cat or a dog 10 times you know so it's just so ideal just to either not do put it somewhere where the animals cannot be near it in another room or just don't put them up at all (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, well or put them behind glass somewhere you know to to, yeah Oh, that's great-grandma's stuff right over there. But, yeah, that way they're safe. And you don't want great-grandma's stuff destroyed, of course. And we want the tree to remain vertical, too. How do you do that? I always secure it in place regardless. I mean, artificial or not, 
uh, secure it at the the top and also at the base. And then also, if you have, when I was going through puppyhood, um, we would also block off the tree a little bit with an accordion gate. And uh, you could do things as well with that for cats so they don't climb it. Um, and even you can hang things like lemon-scented car air fresheners in the tree that may help deter the cat from climbing it as well. And then also to get away from the, the water if it is a real tree. Yeah, so if it's a real tree, people now, they Google, how do I keep my tree alive longer? And there are all these suggestions, everything, and this is true, everything from birth control pills to uh, the, the substances that we may yeah. take for uh, medication I'm talking about for depression. And you're supposed to put that in it, you know, everything from chicken soup, some of these things or the things you buy over the counter that may or may not be effective, I don't know, in helping a tree live longer they can't be yeah. good for the animal that's taking a drink from it. No. And I, we don't know if it's seriously toxic, toxic, but certainly significant GI irritation. In other words, the vomiting and the diarrhea and the blowouts. And you just don't want to deal with that over the holidays. You really don't. So you want your house to smell good. And you mentioned right. the lemon scent thing. And some of our yeah. pets are annoyed by citrus smells. They don't want to go close to that. However... Right. People want the pumpkin smell, or they want that Christmas smell. I don't know what 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 is a good Christmas smell like? Oak? I don't oh, know. Fresh, fresh balsam, Steve. My gosh, yes. Okay, That's so the one frosted yeah. cranberry is another one. I don't, do I need to keep going here? Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you do. I don't know. But the thing not to do is to purchase those scents via potpourri. Can you tell us why? Yeah, I mean, th- those certainly can be very toxic to our animals and uh, birds as well. And so uh, the, what I, again, to our point where we were just talking about with the, the, the antique ornaments, just keep them away. So especially with potpourri, I would say a hard no to that. I never recommend potpourri to any pet parent's house. You know, I, I used to go over to our neighbor's house. Uh, his, this neighbor has long moved, and she had the most beautiful Christmas tree. And everyone's gifts were all organized and beautifully wrapped below. And instantly, when it was time to open the gifts, Boots Montgomery, that was the dog, would know which one is for her. She And to mm. watch her wrap it, uh, unwrap it, the complete joy. I mean, you can see the right. joy, this dog. So do you think it's a good idea to include the dog or the cat in the festivities? Yes, I do. And there's two things I'll say to this. One is if you are bringing a food item that is non-dog or cat <laughs> for people, I would always ask to put either a post-it note or a tag on there to say, not for pet consumption, but it is a food. In other words, that would trigger me to say, I'm not going to put this under the tree. I'm going to put this and store this away so that my dogs can't get to it. Good idea. you just don't know, right? Yeah. So it's such a vital, vital thing. Like, if you have something to wrap, let the guests know that this is for people, and it is food, but please keep away from pets. Because that way, they'll, they'll keep that away. And then the second point is, yeah, absolutely. They need to enjoy the possum holidays, too. So... I think it's really great engagement for them to unwrap presents. I mean, I was I, I teach my dachshunds since they were puppies to do it, and they love to unwrap them, and uh, they feel like they've had a sense of purpose, and they uh, completed something, almost as if they killed a badger. So. <laughs> <laughs> almost. And for people that want to see your dachshunds, they can very easily. You have a rock and TikTok page, which is? Uh, Christman 52 dr.adamchrisman52. Dr. Chrisman, one more time, please. Ladies and gentlemen, you're about to hear it. A ho, ho, ho.
Merry Christmas! She is the manager of veterinary professional services and senior veterinary toxicologist at the Pet Poison Helpline, Dr. Renee Schmid. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Except it isn't always merry for people who do what you do or for veterinary emergency rooms. Many of these emergencies, and the reason why I enjoy doing this segment, and I suspect the reason why you're doing it, is to prevent problems so the dog doesn't get into fill-in-the-blank. Absolutely. The holidays are such a busy time. Everyone tends to get off schedule a little bit. There's a lot of things, people coming and going and, and different activities that sometimes the animals can get neglected a bit in the sense of not, not puppy-proofing their house as much as they usually do. Things can get left out where they can have access to it, and then that's where the trouble can start. So I'm going to start this interview the strangest way. I don't know how many radio interviews you do, but I bet you've never been asked this one. It comes to mind for some reason. I don't know that people typically on Christmas have tequila parties, and then they serve uh, guacamole and dip. Interestingly enough, avocado for pet birds, I understand, is a really bad thing. Yeah, um, avocados for birds and for rabbits as well. Mm-hmm. They can both cause some pretty significant heart issues as well as fluid in the lungs. They can be pretty fatal to these guys uh, relatively rapidly. And so something that you definitely want to make sure that any of your uh, rabbits or pet birds don't have access to any type of avocado product. And there's something you're not asked every day. <laughs> there you go. But chocolate is something you are asked about every day, and I think that most people know it. Having said that, if everybody knew it, no one would be calling you about it, and I suspect you still do get calls about the dog ate the chocolate. Yeah, we sure do. Christmas is actually the most common holiday for chocolate ingestions, and everyone usually thinks that it's Halloween, but we actually get more calls around the Christmas holiday for chocolate than we do any other holiday of the year. And the big concern with that is that theobromine, which is that chemical that's in the chocolate that gives us that main concern for poisoning. I think a lot of the exposure comes from holiday parties or gifts that are underneath the tree. Um, everyone thinks they've put them tightly and safely away back behind the tree, and then that overnight the animal gets into it and starts to ingest uh, every, the goodness that's in that gift. You know, I, again, here's a question you may not be asked every day. Uh, chocolate has some caffeine in it. I know that caffeine is an issue, but primarily it's the themo, theobromine you mentioned, which is more prevalent in darker chocolates. But I wonder about people who have encouraged, in some crazy cases, or the dog just drinks some caffeinated coffee. How bad is that? And similarly, on the other end of the spectrum... How bad are alcohol products for our dogs? Yeah, you ask great questions. So caffeine definitely is going to be a concern. And in the drinks, our biggest concern is often in the coffees, depending on how much is in there, espressos, um, having more of those caffeinated shots that are there. And then also the energy drinks, the energy drinks that have additional caffeine in them, a Red Bull, no-dose, some of those types of products. 
those are going to be a, a much higher level of caffeine and a higher concern with signs being very similar to that of chocolate ingestion. And then alcohol, animals have a really pretty low tolerance for alcohol. And so just even a few laps of a drink that's been sitting on the coffee table or the, or the, um, the, the table is something that can really cause them to be drunk. They can be lethargic or sluggish. They could have difficulty walking. One of the big concerns is that it can cause a significant drop in their blood sugar, and that can cause body tremors and even seizures to occur depending on how low it becomes. I don't know how many people get marijuana as a Christmas gift, <laughs> but but there is a problem in some parts of the country where marijuana is legal, and it's not only the it's the edibles and the chocolate edibles. So we talked about chocolate already. To me, that's a double whammy because the dog is not only ingesting true marijuana, potentially, but also chocolate in, in whatever it, you know, the, the cookies or the donuts or whatever it happens to be. Are you seeing this happen? Yeah, you bet. So the edibles certainly just entices the animal even more to get into that product and to ingest the marijuana product that's there. With the, uh, with the legalization of marijuana in more and more states, it is something that we definitely see more calls from or re- receive more calls from. Whether or not it's more, there's more exposure, maybe people just feel now they feel a little bit more at ease um, admitting that their animal got into marijuana and that's why they're calling. But these guys, marijuana is a pretty narrow kind of margin of safety. They're affected at pretty low doses. And so a small amount, a small edible, a, a cookie or two that has some marijuana or THC in it is, can definitely be enough to, to cause a, a medium to even large-sized dog to be affected from that. All right, we only have about a minute and a half here left, but I don't know that you've heard this news. Santa's on a diet. So people, if, if have you heard that? Because people are now making sugarless cookies and they're leaving them out for Santa. The sugarless cookies may have a sugar substitute called xylitol. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. So xylitol is something that is creeping up in just about everything. And it's a sugar alcohol, and it can be in sugar-free gums and candies, or even in some candies that contain xylitol and sugar. And xylitol in dogs causes a really rapid and significant drop in their blood sugar, and then can also cause liver failure to occur, which both can definitely be life-threatening in these guys. All right, can you talk to me about who you work with, the Pet Poison Helpline, what that is, and if people who are listening now need help, how they can get it? Yeah, you bet. So Pet Poison Helpline, we are a 24-7 animal poison control center. So we never close. We have veterinary technicians, a veterinary technical staff, veterinarians, as well as veterinary toxicologists on staff 24 hours a day to help pet owners as well as veterinary professionals to determine if what the animal got into or exposed to is going to be problematic. If it is, we also guide the veterinary clinics as to the treatment needs for those animals and really help guide them through that entire process in order to to get those animals feeling well again and back at home. And you can reach us at 1-800-213-6680. 
Very good. Well, Dr. Renee Schmidt, who is the manager of Veterinary Professional Services and the Senior Veterinary Toxicologist at the Pet Poison Helpline, thank you so much. Thank you. How about this for celebrating Christmas? Do you have a Christmas tree, artificial tree, real tree, and you're putting ornaments into the tree ever so carefully? We talked about, with Dr. Chrisman, how to make the tree pets safe, but we did not talk about this with Dr. Chrisman. Imagine arranging the ornaments in the tree, and this happened in South Africa. It's a real story. And she's arranging the ornaments ever so carefully, and then suddenly pops out a snake. Well... She did not panic. She called a professional snake remover. Who knew that was a job? Are you looking for a job? Uh, If you want to apply, maybe there's an opening. We don't need so many in Chicago. Maybe you can move to South Africa. There might be a need for these. Anyway, it turned out to be a boom-slaying snake. They're venomous. They can open their jaws 170 degrees and deliver a neurotoxin. And without treatment, it will kill you. The snake indeed was removed safely. Ho, 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 ho. Raising babies, that's not an easy job. It's exhausting, or it can be exhausting. Even work up an appetite doing it, right? Well, a new study published in biology of an African cichlid fish, if that species in general sounds familiar, it's because they're common in fresh water tanks, but they're a different kind of cichlid fish. This is called a Burton's mouth brooder. And here's what mouth brooding fish do. Not only cichlid mouth brooding fish, that's hard to say, but other fish can be mouth brooders too, and this is what they do. They have their babies, they're little tiny babies generally, and this is the case for cichlids, and there are usually dozens and dozens and dozens of these babies, and the babies are swimming around mommy fish, and whenever there's danger around, or mom perceives there's danger, mom just inhales and goes... Like that. And all the fish, all dozens and dozens, are in her mouth. What a great place to be, right, for protection. Well, you'd think she would win Mother of the Year. Uh, Not quite. So what happens is when with mouth-brooding fish, including this one, they can't eat because they've got all the babies in their mouth. They get hungry. And they also need nutrients. So to get those nutrients, they cannot go to Walgreens and get a multivitamin. Instead, what they do is they eat some of their babies. (laughs) And as a result, it turns out, they are more likely to breed again. Mother Nature, it is hard to figure you out, isn't it? You know, TikTok, are you on TikTok, all two of you? Maybe one of you? I don't know. Check this out. Our kitten has a page. It's Groucho underscore the funny cat. You bet your life. That's got to be a funny cat named Groucho, right? Our kitten actually looks like uh, he has a mustache. You can see him, check him out, and hopefully uh, learn a little bit because that's uh, it's supposed to be entertaining the page. But I want also to educate just a little bit. Groucho underscore the funny cat. Now, next week on the show, I know you've got to write this down in your calendar. Whoever writes anything down in a calendar anymore. But you've got to you've got to know about this next week right here. Steve Dale's Pet World on WGN, Sunday morning. You've been looking forward to this, I know. It is a pet's night before Christmas. Yes, it is a tradition on WGN. That's next week.